0: Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. My name is Marjorie Frymouth, and I am so excited because I am officially two days away from leaving for my Europe trip. Of course, by the time you're listening to this, I think I will have been home from the Europe trip because we are trying to stockpile episodes for when I am gone, but I'm so excited right now. It is a Monday. I leave on Wednesday for Dublin. And yeah, I'm just super psyched. I've already talked about it in a lot of other episodes, so I don't want to repeat myself when I don't necessarily have any new information at this point, but... I'm really excited. I'm a little bit still nervous about the COVID of it all. I mean, I am staying in hostels in a few of the places in dorm rooms. So that is definitely not ideal in this situation, but I am fully vaccinated and boosted. The fact that you have to have a negative COVID test to re enter the US, at least at this point in May, as I am recording this, is just bizarre to me. It's like the US was one of the worst places for rampant spread of COVID in the midst of the pandemic, and now they're the only, we're the only holdout country, I think, one of the only countries still requiring a negative COVID test to enter. It's just totally bizarre. It's like you're more at risk of contracting it when you're in the U.S. than in other countries. You know, again, generalizing here depending on the country, but I don't know. It's absurd to me. So that is something I need to look up and make sure that I can get that test before I come back in if that regulation is still in place in about a month. But Uh, Yeah, that is what I'm a little bit nervous about, but other than that, I'm just totally, totally excited. So today we are talking about a topic that will be very relevant for me when I'm on my trip, which is how to meet people, how to make friends when you are traveling, especially if you are traveling solo. I know a lot of people are nervous about traveling by themselves just because it's intimidating. You think it may be dangerous or you've never done it before. But a lot of people, I think, shy away from it just because they don't want to be by themselves. And even though I will always tout being by yourself, I think it's the best thing you can do. Learning how to eat by yourself in restaurants is just so liberating. I personally am a huge introvert, so I love my own company. Being by myself is not a problem. But I know for extroverts, it can be hard to spend so much time by yourself and that may be one of the reasons why they choose not to travel solo. But actually what I've found is that I meet so many more people when I'm traveling by myself than when I'm traveling with another person. I think it's because when you're alone, you're more approachable which is both a good thing and a bad thing, as any women-identified folk out there will attest. Sometimes people feeling free to approach you is not an ideal situation. But (laughs) I have had many wonderful conversations and friendships and people I've met that have just sprung up from, someone coming over and saying hi or like a casual conversation and then we ended up traveling a little bit together or spending more time together. So traveling by yourself, even though you may be alone initially, actually fuels, I think, in some ways more social interaction than traveling with other people in a different way, I guess. I was trying to think about some of the people that I've met. Of course, this is going back like many, many years and I don't want to anyone on the spot or anything like that and a lot of them have just been like conversations in hostels or restaurants or wherever but there have been times where I've actually like made a connection and gotten to know people and spent a lot of time with them the one that comes to mind is my first year in Taiwan, so I still didn't know much about Taiwan at that point, I was a total newbie, and I traveled to the city Hualien on the east coast, which is really great. It's known for its proximity to uh, Taroko National Gorge, which is a national park, and there's lots of hiking, it's amazing, anyway, um, I took the train down there from Taipei, and I remember noticing this guy on the platform in Taipei, the train platform. Another foreigner, which is why he stood out to me, didn't really think much of it, got on the train, a few hours later we're in Hualien and got off the train. I saw him again on the platform there and I went to my hostel, checked in, did all that stuff and decided I really needed food so I went out, found a little just local restaurant for some noodles or soup or whatever I got And suddenly, the same guy comes into that restaurant and sits down. It was super weird. And I realized the way that I say he came in after me, if you're like me, you're thinking, oh, he followed you. No, (laughs) there was like, it was total random coincidence. And so at that point, I think I was actually the one who went over to say hi, which is totally uncharacteristic of me, but it was just too weird to see the same person multiple times in two different cities in different parts of this country. So we had a great conversation, and I think we ended up walking around the city a little bit that evening. And then decided that we were going to go hiking together the next day. And I was actually not prepared for the level of hiking that he was planning to do. Um, So I was not dressed for it. And it was more intense than I had planned to do. But it was still a lot of fun. And we had a really great day. And so that was just one of those interactions like fueled by serendipity and the willingness to go say hi first, which I think is usually what happens for me. It's usually just someone taking the initiative to say hello. Another one was when I was traveling in Copenhagen for a few days. I met someone in a free walking tour that I was on. We ended up spending the next few days together and they came to visit me back in Dublin when I had gone back there. So this is all just to say that there are fantastic connections to be made when you are traveling. But if you do have trouble meeting people, there are specific things you can do, steps you can take to sort of make that happen if pure chance is just not coming through for you. So the first thing that I would suggest is Facebook groups. And I know like Facebook is not the app of choice these days and it's like very old school to recommend that, but Facebook groups are still thriving around the world for expats and travelers. And so these can be location specific like for specific cities or countries, or they can just be general travel sites. Like Again, if you identify as a woman, I highly recommend the Facebook group Hostess Sister, which is ostensibly for staying with other people, but it's used just to meet up with people and find traveling companions and things like that. So you're more than likely, I think, to find someone who either lives in the place that you're going or is also traveling to that place. Um, And it can be really great to meet people that way. But the location-specific ones, like you might find groups for expats in a specific city or even people interested in certain things in specific cities or countries or regions. I know, I think most places have Facebook groups for women in certain cities I know Taipei certainly did I heard about other ones so if you can get on those Facebook groups it's really really easy to see who else might be in your area or what kind of events are happening or you can actually suggest something to do as well you know see if anyone wants to go out to eat or coffee or a bar or you know any of the things you can do in that area so number one Facebook groups highly recommend I've used them to great success myself so I think that is a really great first option Another one is other kinds of sites that are dedicated for people meeting up, uh, specifically Meetup. (laughs) Um, This is a site called Meetup. I've used it in the past. You make an account and put in your location and you can see different events and groups that other people have organized. And I'd give you examples, but like really they're just all across the board. You know, it could be like hiking groups or cooking or language exchange or playing board games or like dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons or any of those things that people do together. I used it the first year that I was in Taiwan and I was having trouble meeting people. I joined an acapella group there that I ended up singing with for the rest of that first year that I spent there and, you know, met people through that group that then I'm still in touch with. So join an acapella group. <laughs> Um, I also ended up going to a wine and food event that someone organized. She would put together these dinners throughout the city and there would be like it would be at a specific restaurant and then there would be wine pairings or some other kind of fun kitschy related drink to go along with it I went to one of those it was super fun so meetup I do recommend although it did used to be free and I read that now they are charging a fee um, at least if you are trying to organize an event so That might or might not be a good option depending on your preferences and what they are doing regarding payment at this point, but there are also other similar sites. You could use Eventbrite to find things that are going on. Internations is another one that's specifically for foreigners, although I think they charge a fee as well, but I will link to all of these in the blog post for this episode that will be linked in the show notes. Um, also City Socializer is one that I've heard of but never used before and then you can also check out general events on Facebook as well although to be honest I don't even remember how events on Facebook work I know there used to be a specific app that I used called The Local that like sourced all the Facebook events near me Uh, but that doesn't exist anymore and I don't really get on Facebook much. Except for the travel groups that I mentioned before. You can also find groups specifically for language exchange. Again, that could be on Facebook or through one of these other sites, but meeting up with someone who wants to practice their English or whatever your native language is, if you want to practice a little bit of the local language, you can do like a language exchange and, you know, chat with someone at least. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll hit it off and you can go hang out later, or maybe it'll just be a one-off, but at least you've gotten some social interaction number three i would recommend sourcing your friends of friends do you know anyone who lives where you're going or do you know anyone who knows anyone you might even have friends who are traveling to the same place at the same time even if you're not going together and it seems like the odds would be against you in that case but actually I have a friend from college who just happens to be in Dublin um, overlapping a few of the days that I'm going to be there, which is totally random, but of course we're going to meet up. It's so exciting. So again, do you know anyone in that location or do you have any friends of friends? Do they know anyone who lives there or is also going to be there? They could hook you up with them. Just really like source your network. I think that's what I've always done when I'm traveling or need a place to stay or an apartment in a random country. I always reach out to my network first and a surprisingly, high number of times that has worked out for me so trust your circle reach out to your circle number four speaking of circles or expanding your circle online dating app-based dating that's always an option for getting to know more people I don't want to cast any of my own aspersions or judgments over this or make assumptions as to what people are looking for when they get on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or any of the other various ones that exist around the world. But if you are looking for what those apps are offering, that could be a great option. But I know some of them, probably not Tinder, but some of them do have options for meeting friends as well. Or you could just make it clear in your profile, like, hey, I'm here, totally not interested in dating or hooking up, but really just want to meet people. Like, I mean, like I always say, you do what you are comfortable with Um, if you think that would work or if that wouldn't work. That's a decision that you can make. That's an option that's right in your phone that can basically deliver people right onto your phone, your awareness. Number five, you can often meet people through your accommodation, however you're staying. You're definitely going to meet people if you are couch surfing or staying with someone through like, again, host a sister or any of those other similar based sites that hook you up with locals (laughs) to stay on their couch or in their apartment. And you never know what that's going to lead to, right? Like you could meet this person. Hopefully you guys get along reasonably well. You could hang out. You could do things together. But if something goes really well and you, you guys really like each other, like you might end up hanging out with their friends or getting other connections through them or recommendations again so you never know where that first connection is going to lead I know this is a little bit different because living in a place long term is different than traveling but every time that I've ended up with like a really good core group of friends in another place has been through meeting the one person or you know the two people that then connect you with other people that they know and your circle just kind of grows from there And so it really is just about like making that connection or meeting that one person and your couch surfing host could be that person. Also, homestays are another option. I've never done that. I mean, certainly if you're like doing study abroad or something like that, you could have a homestay, but there may be sites or platforms I actually need to look into this. We should do this for a future episode that connect you with homestays when you're traveling. And then of course, there's always hostels, good old hostels that can fuel your social ambitions in so many ways. I mean, definitely just from talking to the people that you're staying in the dorm room with. I've met countless people and had so many conversations in that situation but hostels are also a great resource for other social activities they will usually partner with local organizations for tours or adventure activities you know like windsurfing or that's the only thing that's coming to mind I don't know um boat tours or whale watching again depending on where you are or cooking classes or any kind of thing that the city offers the hostel will usually be able to hook you up with that They will also often offer their own events like many hostels are attached to bars so there could be like a happy hour or pub trivia or any kind of thing happening within the hostel itself so it can be a little overwhelming if you're an introvert like me but hostels are just you know perfect for social activities like if you're staying in a hostel I really wouldn't worry about meeting other people and then number six you can also find those activities yourself so it doesn't have to be through a hostel you can do some research on your own and join a tour or take a cooking class or find a dance class or go horseback riding or whale watching like I said or any of these other just like myriad of things that exist in cities around the world you can do a little digging to find them yourself set that up there are going to be other people there. And that's another situation where you're just sort of automatically going to meet people because you're going to be in a group of people. If you're traveling by yourself, you will very likely strike up conversations or get partnered with or sit with other people. It's just, you know, it's bound to happen. I don't have to explain to you how people meet each other, but just putting yourself in those situations where you will be with other groups of people is a great way to make friends. Like I said, I've made, I've met so many people on free walking tours and you know I'm just a huge proponent of free walking tours in general. I love them, but that is another benefit is being able to meet people. Also volunteering. A lot of international volunteering, well, number one, I should caveat this first by saying (laughs) you definitely want to do your research before you engage in any volunteer activity abroad and make sure that you are not, if you are American or from another Western country, that you are not perpetuating like white saviorism or anything like that. Uh, You want to be really careful about what kind of organizations and things that you work with because a lot of them actually don't do sort of the good that they're purporting to do. But anyway, off my soapbox. So just be careful anytime you are volunteering. And a lot of volunteering internationally is long term, you know, like several weeks or several months. But there may be a situation where you can find short term things in a city where you can just go for a day and help out with some kind of activity or situation so that can be a great option as well. And finally, my last recommendation, this sort of encapsulates all of them because you have to do this at some point, but just strike up a conversation with a random stranger, hopefully a random stranger who looks interesting to you, but don't be afraid to go say hi. That's not something that I actually excel at, although like I said, I think I was the one who took that initiative with that person that I met in Taiwan. I've done it a few other times in my life, so don't be afraid to say something to them. And again, if you are an extrovert who just is really not comfortable traveling alone, being by yourself, I'm going to reiterate what I said at the beginning that I have met so many more people when I've been by myself than when I've been traveling with another friend. I think solo travelers really gravitate towards each other. We've all been spending days or weeks or however long you've been traveling by ourselves. And so, we sort of are attuned to notice the other people who are also solo, or maybe you could get adopted into a group. Who knows? You know, you might meet a group of people traveling together. That's great too. But I think in my experience, it's really the solo travelers who connect with each other and, you know, get together and then may end up forming like a bigger group. I've been in situations where a bunch of of us solo travelers from the hostel have gotten together and gone out and done things. So, If you are an extrovert, I do not understand, but I empathize and you will always meet people wherever you are in the world, especially if you're an extrovert. I don't think you need to worry about meeting people because that whole strike up a conversation with a random stranger thing is probably right up your alley. And so I'm just going to put a random plug in here for myself. Um, Many years ago, I used to write for the Huffington Post when they still had their guest blogger platform open. And so I have a a few articles there. I think I've linked to them through various other episodes that have related, but many years ago, I wrote an article called An Ode to the People I've Met While Traveling. And I will link it in this episode as well, because I sort of like poetically meander through some of the different people that I've connected with on the road, whether it was incredibly brief or whether it was someone that I then ended up spending more time with. And it really made me reflect, both writing it initially and then rereading it more recently, on the fascinating people that you encounter in in everyday life. I mean, wherever you are, but also just around the world. And I know that's probably so cliche to say, but I've just had some of the most fascinating conversations. I never would have imagined that I would end up talking on a subway platform in Prague to a Scottish man who was living in the Czech Republic and helped people escape from behind the Iron Curtain during the Cold War. Like, that's just so specific. Um, And he was the gentleman that I spoke about in the Stranger Encounters episode, so I might link to that as well because it's also related to this. So anyway, I am meandering now, but that is all to say that you will meet the most fascinating people when you are traveling, especially by yourself, and there is no need to fear or to worry that you won't be able to meet people. It's actually more challenging to meet people when you're living long term in another place, and we will talk about that in another episode because I have thoughts there as well. I would love to know about some of the people that you have met when you're on the road or if you are planning a trip. Are you going by yourself with other people? Are you nervous about being by yourself? I am definitely the person to reassure you about that, so if you are nervous about traveling by yourself, send me a message. I will give you the whole lowdown on why it's so wonderful and also check out our episode on women traveling alone which i will link to as well so you can send any of those stories or questions or needs for reassurance to going travel at gmail.com you can also find me on instagram and facebook and message me there at going out your door and on twitter at going out your and we will be back with more tips and travel tricks and all the things on going out your door